I don't know about you, but I'm experiencing deja vu. You know, here at the Trump Report, we always try to start each and every show with a joke. In trying to craft some clever wordplay intended to elicit laughter, I thought about it and I really could not come up with anything that was funnier to me than the following from someone called POTUS. We've begun preparing to repeal and replace Obamacare. Obamacare is a disaster, folks. It, it's a disaster. I know you can say, oh, Obamacare. I mean, they fill up our alleys with people that you wonder how they get there, but they are not the Republican people that our representatives are representing. Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. That's right. As outreach to the Swedish people, we are indeed having a Mamma Mia special right here on the Trump Report. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. The show itself at Trump Report ABTV. Follow us there. Like us. Rate, comment on iTunes, comment on YouTube, and hopefully you're watching live on YouTube right now, and join us in the chat. Uh, to my left, your right, for those of you watching on YouTube, Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. Hello. Mm-hmm. And to the far, far, <laughs> far left, ideologically, <laughs> and also at the desk, the one yeah, and only <laughs> S-Man 80, Scott Moore. And... You if know, you keep going to the right, yeah. and the left. if you keep going a little bit further to the left, <laughs> this is so ironic because we're in the exact we'll just, opposite. No. We'll just go back around, and uh, you know, it was such a busy week. I figured there, we we needed to call in some reinforcements. So the one and only <laughs> Drexel Heard on the couch, uh, the also, couch of resistance, the, yes. the resistance <laughs> yes. uh, at Drexel Heard, from what I understand, host of Political Culture, which is on BHL six Pacific on Tuesdays. Just finished. so right mm-hmm. before us. Both Scott and Drexel came into the studio. Um, Chelsea, you've been on uh, Political Culture I know, before. I've cheated on you too. Yeah, yeah so everyone <laughs> in so the, next. Everyone in the studio great. has been on Political Culture, except me. Anyway, there's so much to talk about. There was this, uh, nothing personal. this amazing... Nothing personal. There was this amazing press conference that President Trump had uh, on Thursday. And it, it was the one time since we've started the show, I was like... God, I kind of wish we were doing this every day because there was so much to say. And we will get to it. There's 77 minutes mm-hmm. to comment on, but not 77 minutes in the show. So we'll have to go through <laughs> some other things. But I did want to start with with Sweden because there was a lot of talk about Sweden in the news. And it gave me an excuse to use a, a, an ABBA song. And if you think it was easy to pick which one, then you don't yeah. know me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, President Trump had a big campaign-style rally in, in Melbourne, Florida. Someone in the studio was actually watching it earlier. I don't know why she enjoyed it so much, but she really just wanted to relive it. Who said enjoyed? Don't <laughs> let popcorn. the smile I, fool Yeah, she was you. eating popcorn. You know, it, it, was, it, was like, uh, it was like taking in her favorite movie. But uh, So he, he talked about, look what's happening in Sweden. And then there was a very, some very humorous responses to that and some serious responses to the extent that President Trump, <clears throat> speaking of popcorn, President Trump said that he was referring to a story they saw on Fox News. So uh, there's a lot of different things that he could have been speaking to, but most likely it was a guest on Tucker Carlson's show who said that, and I'd read this elsewhere actually, that there are no-go zones where police don't even want to go to in Sweden because they're overrun with migrants. 
which they don't use the term immigrants. I get confused with the difference. If you know, let me know at Trump Report ABTV or, or in, in, the, in, the, in chat. the chat room, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Neil, when you get a moment, if you could put the chat up there so that uh, we can see how much people love slash hate us. Uh, <laughs> good to see you, Storage Yard <laughs> Resident. He's bald. That's what I love about Storage Yard Resident. Anyway, so, uh, you know, look, there there is a story that was reported by legitimate media sources, not fake news. That, you know, there was this terrible story about a a woman who was gang raped on Facebook Live, supposedly by migrants in Sweden. And, you know, the the details were very hard to come by, which is always suspicious. But even if you just assume that that really did happen, that's one incident. And, uh, you know, so the way that I look at it is... You know, it, it flies in the statistics that when Trump made these comments, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, but they have such a low murder rate. I'm like, all right, well, that you're not trying to take into consideration that maybe there is a, a problem that doesn't go as far as murder. And then, of course, also, it is horrific as it sounds. It is one incident. So it's not necessarily a trend. So there's all this talk about Sweden. And um, Drexel, as our guest, I'll let you go first. You hear about <laughs> you all spot. of this. You hear about all this going on. You know, there's... Uh, uh, the the president referring to a story that he saw on Fox News, and for the sake of the conversation, let's just say it was a conversation that he saw on the news. And uh, whether the story has merit in and of itself, you know, this isn't from an intelligence briefing. It's like I saw this on TV. You know, I mean, he it might gives see me hope that maybe one day he'll watch us. Well, well that's I mean, there's a chance. <laughs> Believe me, the name Trump does, report. There's room on the couch. I, Drexel might not want to sit there, but there is room on the I couch. I just rub his head. Yeah, for good luck. You know, that's the thing too. If President Trump keeps watching TV, he might actually think that Kiefer Sutherland is president. Probably. So you know, we'd have that. But anyway, so uh, you know, the, all this fuss about Sweden again that gave me an excuse. To play Abba, uh, your thoughts though beyond the Abba. Well, um, first of all, it makes me stand with Sweden. I saw that. That mm-hmm. was cute. No, actually, mm-hmm. I flipped on Facebook, and that was the first, the first, the first <laughs> post. Look at me combining words. I'm really, I'm really effective with my words. I'm inventing new ones, yes. and it was the first one that I saw when I opened my phone, and I was like, "Oh dear God!" For a second, what I happens? really freaked out. Right. And I flipped over to CNN to see what it was, and um, you fooled me. Uh, yeah, g- g- yep, fooled a fool. Look to show that to show that I I stand with Sweden. By the way, uh, yesterday we took uh, our son to the brand new IKEA in yep. Burbank, the largest in America. So that's how I stand with Sweden. Right. I eat Swedish meatballs. It's the largest that's one right. in America. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wait, did they just remodel or no? They just reopened. It's brand new. Like you can't on, miss it on the on IKEA way. They named the street IKEA this, way. This segment of the show not brought to you by, not by right. IKEA, but, <laughs> but if, if they'd they be interested, right. we'd be more than I happy, to, happy to take a new take some of that IKEA money. Anyway, oh, we're, we're, we're spiraling so, out of control. Drexel, it's just like the Trump administration. You just you don't know what's going to happen. Right. But, I, I believe he said in his rally that everything's running smoothly. Yeah, like, like a wild oiled machine. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. So. What I find interesting, and we talked about it on Political Culture uh, a few moments ago, which was there was a report out or somebody said that journalists see Donald Trump meandering throughout the hallways and he kind of sits um, in the press briefing room watching news all day. He's not actually sitting in these intelligence reports, which is concerning, uh, should be concerning to a majority of Americans who elected him to be to keep them safe or what they thought was to keep him safe. And I don't know how fear-mongering is allowing people to feel safer under him. Um, But Sweden had to come out and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's embarrassing. 
the fact that the country that you just singled out had to come out and be like that was embarrassing but it also incited today some riots in sweden mm-hmm. which is a rarity right mm-hmm. um in in these immigrant uh parts of the city so I mean, it is dangerous. Like they always say, like we said, you know, during the campaign, what when the president of the United States speaks, that has weight across the globe. And I think that the the, the Trump administration, somebody in, in the Trump administration, whether or not it's Reince, whether or not it's General Mattis, whether or not it's Rex Tillerson, somebody has got to come down and say, listen, you can't, you can talk about domestic issues all you want to. But once you start talking about things that are happening around the globe, it's going to start affecting our relationship with other countries, especially a country like Sweden, where we shouldn't really be talking about them in that way. Pretty much no. ever, you know. I mean, there's no. not right. really much to say about Sweden. They're they're our friends, you know. We'll but notice he did not just... notice the British Parliament vote voted to not have him come. Not, I mean, they had to create this law, pass this right. law for him not to come to Britain, and, and, and yet he has not. He's not allowed to speak. But he has not talked about the United Kingdom once. Since that bill came out, since they had to pass that bill, they so he can't even he can't even meet the queen. They don't uh, they don't like to be ignored. The Brits. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, you know, I was going to say, kind of going what you were saying is that he keeps talking about the fake news and fake this and fake that, but yet he will utter words about Sweden when he doesn't really have the facts. And going back to the press conference when he talks about the electoral college win and said he had the biggest one ever since Reagan, which then he was, you know, the press spoke up and said that, that's incorrect. Then he said it was the biggest Republican. They spoke up again and said no, that's incorrect. George W. Bush had a bigger one. And he said, well, I heard it. I heard it somewhere. That's the information and, was and, that was given, and I heard yeah. it. And, and that's the problem. Is like here he is talking about fake news, but then when he says a bold faced lie, he goes back and says, oh, that's the information I was given. Or, or, and, and that's. It's crazy talk. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about stuff we'll like this in the, the, the press conference. But no, to, credit, know, to, to uh, not have the information to say something without being clear and not have the actual yeah. knowledge of what was going on is very dangerous. And, and on that issue in specific, though, uh, credit to NBC's Peter Alexander is the one who challenged him on mm-hmm. this. And if you look at all of the electoral vote totals uh, f- basically through 1980 – you know, 84, I guess, because he said since Reagan, you know, George H.W. Bush had 426 and Clinton Clinton had had 370 and then 379. Uh, The the only one who didn't was was George George W. Bush, who had 271 and 286. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, and Obama, 365, 332. Mm -hmm. So, but, but again, that's sort of, that's, that's the way standard operating procedure is like that. That's the information I was given. He doesn't even have to say like, look, someone else had the wrong information. I don't. I, I you know, I only have it because of whoever. Right. But again, you know? that's the complete opposite of what he's complaining and, and yeah. bitching about fake news. But then he can turn around and give fake news and then you know not take responsibility for it. And I don't understand. I, I know. And I'm sure this has a lot to do with. Republicans uh, not liking open internet and the FCC chair kind of cracking down on a lot of what's happening with the internet right now uh, because obviously some people in parts of the United States aren't getting information or can't Google I don't know what's happening like for them not getting information like right. these are these are easy facts to right. Google it's like when somebody attacks you on Facebook mm-hmm. and you're like you don't think that I can fact check you on the spot like I don't understand like how you thought that you could say that and then me not Google it very quickly and right. then try to fact check you on the spot. So, you know, I'm hoping that eventually, and this goes for Republicans, Democrats, if there was a Democratic president, I'd be saying the same thing. Right. It takes two seconds for you to be like, oh, wait, let me just check that. Let me just find yeah. out because I want to know more about what is happening. It should always be, I want to know more. Not just Well, I, I do think that to some extent there's the approach that, uh, you know, he's just hoping to 
wear the media down so that they they don't want to fact check everything. Well, no, no, I, I don't know that. that would be, no, but sometimes but I, you feel like that's the plan. I, 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 well, and also, like we were saying on political culture, it's like the more that that he lies, it, it dilutes the power of it. So if it's a one lie. Then everyone can call him out on that. When he lies consistently, it's hard to focus on what lies are they going to call him out on, and you, and it becomes commonplace, and it takes away, it dilutes it. You have to pick your lies. You mm-hmm. know, you, you shouldn't just lie about something easily fact checked, like how many electoral votes you have. Lie about something important, like I did not have sexual relations right. with that woman. That's worth <laughs> lying about. I understand that. A uh, couple uh, comments in the chat. No, I didn't forget about you, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I just want to get to them before they go away. Uh, Storage Yard Resident is there, and we're talking about Sweden, and he asks, do you like the Swedish chef and the Muppets? Uh, to which I can only say, bork, bork. But uh, <laughs> Andreas Froby says, I'm a liberal Swede, and sadly the uh, Facebook live rape did happen, but is not common, which is the point that right, I was making. Exactly. I was working on the assumption that it was a true story, and it's a terrible story, but... To say, like, you see what's happening in, in Sweden. It's a very easy thing to say. We had something similar to that where people uh, were abusing a person yeah. live on Facebook. In so Illinois. We're, yeah. we're not so, I mean, to quote Trump, we're, we're not so innocent ourselves. That's true. Right. We have uh, bullying and, and, and other issues like that that yeah. should be brought up, too. As we speak about all this, uh, Chelsea, what are your what are your thoughts? Are your thoughts about how you wish you could go back to watching the the rally that you were enjoying before the show? And, and you know, just you have a very interesting standard for my enjoyment. Again, you were eating popcorn. I I was hungry and I was trying to be informed. This does not equal enjoyment. No, you're eating but popcorn because you know it was such a train wreck. You were eating popcorn to enjoy how uh, terrible it was. I'm a, this this studio will make you addicted to popcorn. That's I blame it's that. True. There's a great popcorn smell throughout here. Well, all right. I'm going to get eaten alive for saying this. But I, speaking of enjoyed, I actually was impressed by the press conference. I, I was going to say exactly the same thing mm-hmm. because, you know, there we're going to talk about some of the specifics mm-hmm. of it. But overall, what he set out to do, it was amazing to watch him work. It was like watching... A, a, a prize fighter, a boxer and, that and, you don't like, mm-hmm. but you're like, well, look at him go, though. And let me say that, you know, because you insist on using the word enjoyment, let you me try and it. get that into my answer here. The part that I enjoyed is that he seemed even keeled and he seemed cohesive, coherent. And if, if I didn't know better, I would think he sounded accurate. Right, I think that there there were probably some accuracies in there, which is an interesting term to use because usually mm-hmm. you say in inaccuracies because usually something is fundamentally I accurate. The, the part but, that was not as enjoyable, actually, no. You know what? The only thing more that I enjoyed more than that is I actually enjoy critical thinking. My friends call it like I'm a hole poker. Like you say something, and I'm like, eh, let me check that, and I like poke around to see if the parameters are really holding up and the thing's got integrity. And that's what what happened when I was watching this press conference, is that all these facts that I know, all this education that I've gotten over 30-some-odd years, I didn't stop going to school until a couple of years ago, so it's like 25 years of solid education, law school, reading books, um, hearing facts, those things contradict what he was saying and then I was like oh yes he sounds like he knows what he's talking about he really believes them it sounds so good it sounds so off the cuff it sounds honest like I think he really believes this stuff and it's half of it is either not true or a part of a truth a twist on the truth and my 
critical thinking just would not let me buy it. But if I didn't know better, I could have totally bought it. But so, I, but I just, well, I just, just quick I question. Said. So you don't think that drugs are cheaper than candy bars? <laughs> <laughs> to your I, question. I, actually, I, was just gonna... I don't know because I don't buy candy bars. Mm. Ah, <laughs> see, that nice. was funny. Good. I love good. a good Snicker bar. But mm. my question, because Chelsea brought up a point where she said that he sounded cohesive. Like, is the bar set so low? Mm-hmm. Yes. That we're like, wow, that sounded. <laughs> I think for Chelsea, so it is. Great. It is. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it is. Well, let uh, me say this because, you know, President Obama was articulate. But listening to him, you could somehow. You could hear him try to pick the right words. Oh, oh, it's the time. like. Somehow, it's like how I feel on this show. Like, I lose my ability to pull out words from mm-hmm. my vocabulary. I don't know what happens when these lights and these cameras go it's on. It's the popcorn. Mm-hmm. I could not remember oh. the word deposition last night. I was doing a show. I, was, I mm-hmm. took it, like, blanked out somebody on the screen, like, in the chat room had to tell me. I'm sure that's <laughs> happened to me on Justice is Served. But, you know, so when Obama speaks, it's like, you, there's like a little bit of a painful, like, eh, as he's searching for words because he's looking for the correct words so that he's speaking truthfully. So it's a little Trump just says whatever. (laughs) Exactly. And so the ease of that makes it more enjoyable to the ears to hear it. Well, and he's doing what he he does best. He he is a showman, and he did what he does best in the press conference. Although I was going to say, it was like watching a a fictionalized movie, and he went through all the range of emotions from (laughs) being kind of affable and laughable to angry right. uh, to mad and sad I, and then back again. I didn't again. see him go emotionally off the rails. Though. Well, I saw him get and angry and that, that well, he did in a few Even times Even reporters there, he got angry with, he would still call them a good reporter and I don't know what that tactic is. I feel like it's that's a something for the psychology. It was yeah. a little yeah. bit of talk. It's like, you know, I'm not a good, you know, well, I'd, be, diffusion, good, I'd yeah. be a good reporter, not as good as you. Right. You know, he, he did a lot of stuff like that. What were you going to say, Drexel? I, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I mean, I watched that press conference last week and I just don't know how journalists do it. And I brought it up on my show where mm-hmm. I said, at what point do journalists just ask the same question over and over again? Like, if you want to get an answer out of a president, I actually ask saw, the same question. I Everybody actually saw him give answers. And some of these answers were like, oh, that's pretty quick. That's pretty clever. Not accurate. But... <laughs> Good one. Like, let me see. I got. I, I mean, there were. Well, while but then you look, there were some where he completely ignored, though, too, where he yeah. was not going to answer their questions. There were good questions, you know, about questions. about things that actually, you know, his answer was able to show showcase, you know, what they were doing and thing. You know, uh, Major Garrett had the question about about Russia, and you know, it was not a hostile question about mm-hmm. Russia. It was just more of like, so you know, how's that going? You know, uh, do you think Putin's challenging you? Is actually what he asked, mm-hmm. and that's a great question. You know, uh, and Major oh, Garrett's a great reporter. He's with CBS now. He was with I remember Fox News. It was a with question CNN. about Flynn. Yes, and he was like, she did not like. She didn't like any of those yeah. and didn't answer a lot of them. Well, he he did. He, you know, the question was like, did you order Flynn to make those calls? Well, he was doing his job, which a not really because he didn't. He didn't answer have a job. This well, he was, didn't answer it either. He was very like loose. And then he said, "Well, that. I mean, I didn't order him to, but yeah. had he not done it, I would have ordered right. him to." So it it doesn't. It doesn't make any logical sense. Um, but he, the- was, he would really came out to defend Flynn. Fine, man. He just didn't tell the vice president the whole truth or the entire... I, I can't remember exactly. No, it's all right. That's- but he actually did address it, but he would address it with things that are just not true also. But if you don't know better and you just watch the rally, it sounds totally plausible. If you forget, like, no, Flynn's job that during that time was not that. He didn't have a job yet. 
Trump, the Trump administration hadn't started. So he, that could not have been his job. Right? Right? I'm getting this right? Nobody <laughs> I mean, out there is going right. to... Well, right. Right. somebody out there might say something. Well, else. no, I mean, but that's exactly what happened with Nixon and, and Johnson. It was the same thing, that Nixon was trying to usurp uh, right. with the Vietnam peace talks, and it was while Johnson administration was in power. And it was the same thing here. It's like Obama was president. This is what was happening. Flynn should not have been having those calls to begin with. Clearly, it's, and we talked about this last week, that's still the tip of the iceberg. Um, but I felt like he danced around that that question, and then he didn't answer a few of the other ones uh, because he didn't like them. And he just moved on, and and uh, it just it, it was. I, but I, you know, I I I I understand why people like what he says and believe it. And I I mean, I don't know at which point in my education I would have had to stop to to buy it. It's just that I know too much. It's all. I would almost probably be more blissfully ignorant had I not gone to school for so long and read so many damn books. Well, I think that the the part that I find sort of refreshing is you know the overall stylistic that he clearly doesn't give an f about mm-hmm. you know what anyone in that room thinks. His disdain for the media. There is you know calling them the enemy. I think is, is too far. But you know the idea that. You're beholden to these people because they work for various dying media is, here, is great, and did. I like the fact that he is willing to be like, you know, he, he makes fun of them a, a little too much, but I mean, it's, it's I know it's very refreshing. And he says a part of the truth, which is the, he says, "quote Media is for special interests and for those profiting off a broken system." That's actually true. I mean, the way media has made money, the conglomerates, the you know, the, because of. Clinton actually passing the um, Telecommunications Act, and I, th- I can't remember sure. the year. Yeah, you know, I think it was in '95. All, you know, the yeah. the little media um, outlets were gobbled up by the big mm-hmm. ones, and we, they've you know, there's now what six of but them. The majority only? of your major news organizations are part of enormous corporations. Right. Yes, you know, and corporations networks, are yeah. designed, right. at least culturally, right now, to only give a crap so, about the bottom line. So he's mm-hmm. not wrong about that. But it still doesn't mean that because of that, they're reporting fake so news all the time. Why I think you liked it is because you obviously, as a Bernie supporter, you are you are attracted to people who are attracted towards Trump. Not the term I was trying to make. Uh, but First you, you but say you I are enjoy dr- listening to him. Now you say yeah. I'm attracted I mean, to him. I mean that I'm hair. Well, could it, of what's no, no, but, next. but you're, you're, you enjoy the outsider. And you're drawn to the outsider. He is definitely an outsider. Once he starts talking and then you get into the facts, that's where you differ. But he speaking as an outsider right. and it's is not why like I think just, like, It's not a difference on policy, although that is there there's too. There's also that. It's a difference on facts. Right. Drexel, the, what were you going to say? I was just going to say birds of a feather. <laughs> how I feel about, yeah, I, about, I, about a wing of the Bernie Sanders wing is how I feel about a wing of the Trump Well, I, I was just going to say I, don't find, I didn't find the press conference refreshing or anything about it. I found it, again... It, 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 Wait, it, I hope it, I didn't it, use the term Well, no, I, I, you kind of said and, it. And and outside I, I may have said that. And, but, and I, I, find some, I find it refreshing that there is someone who is an outsider. Right. And you and can then break it down right, beyond that. that's part of his appeal sure. to, to the people who voted for him. I but understand the I appeal. It's very the, clear. And again, the blatant lies and then and it was just all over the place i just i just had never seen a press conference like that with the president we know that there's always the the relationship between the press and the president has always been fraught and there's always been issues but most of the time they do that behind the scenes and we know nixon it always goes back to nixon because i feel like trump is the next nixon here but it always does because nixon was very much like you know the press is the enemy the press is the enemy but at least he did that 
behind the scenes and he wasn't blatantly saying and it every single day. Trump's got a good line. Face. He's like, I don't care if they report badly about me, but I just care that they're misrepresenting the truth to the American people. Very, very smart mm-hmm. thing to say. No, it's, a, it's a great turn of he phrase. Knows how to, I, he knows how to work it. That's what he's good at. Yeah. That's what has gotten him so far is he knows how uh, to play that game. And he almost like, uh, for a second I was like, is it? When he was like, Russia is a ruse. Russia mm-hmm. is a ruse. And I'm like... I well, say it so convincingly. Yeah. I can understand why people want to believe you, and this whole—it would be great to get along with Russia. Okay, because on, great on, to get on along the point with of Mexico, Russia, though, but, you know, Democrats probably could do some better things with their time than try and figure out if Russia interfered in an election that they why? lost. Because I think that they need to really start focus. Should he's we the not president. care if well, anybody? You can care, but there seems to be a lot of resources towards oh Russia. So yeah. how about you worry about any, you know actually winning in two years and winning but in four I think years? Part of it it is to uncover. Yeah, I think part of it is to well, uncover yeah, that, though. Yeah, but, you know, in yeah. two it, years yeah. from election day. I, yeah, I think yes, that yes. is something we can't overlook is what that connection was. And But I think what, and they have said rightfully so, is a lot of people are banding around the impeachment and throwing that around. And a lot of Democrats, it's not going anywhere. No, but a lot of Democrats are saying, a lot of Democrats are saying, no, let's hold off and let's dig through the facts first. And that's sort of an issue with the media is that people are... You know, New York Times and everyone else is quick to put a, a story about Russia, but until they actually find the connection with Trump, it does make people believe it less, and they really do need to work on it, and they yeah. will. Oh, they just have to have the time, but I think it's incredibly important. You can't just yeah, let no, that I'm go away. No, I'm not saying ignore it. I'm saying there are too many resources on right. Russia at and, this and, point. And, and, and to the point, I know there's a lot of impeachment talk, which is, is, is kind of, I mean, it's good for people who are like, yeah, he's got to go. I saw, did silly... you see the meme about I'm not orange, I'm peach? I'm oh peach, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, even, gave me a giggle. But even Nancy Pelosi at a, at a certain point said... There has been no impeachable offense right, yet. yet. So why are we having Except, this conversation? Except right. emoluments clause. Right. I mean, well, there yes, are things there, but yes, we have I mean, to like, get but, to it. But there has to be something that, that there has to be something for. I mean, the emoluments clause has to be at least equal to a blowjob in but the world. Right. They have to find it and, and specifically. It, it's got to be a, about right. as offensive. From a political standpoint, Republicans don't want to lose the base, so they need to find something that right. sticks. Democrats want to win so they really need to find something that sticks they need something so mm-hmm. good that republicans right. cannot refuse right to do articles of impeachment and no that could those and are that, laws that can be changed exactly at a certain and point. that won't happen and as we we're talking about that will not happen until the until republican Paul Ryan gets his tax cut yes and until the base until they get what they want and the, and the base support for trump erodes enough to where now they can feel they can jump on the bandwagon to do something like impeach him or go or, into more or that it's details so, or that it's so bad well right which they which can means, convince them, but which means that the the base would, uh, you know, the support would be gone. And right now, the the base still supports Donald Trump. Eight out of ten Republicans support him. So they're they're going to do whatever it takes to still. But know, I also find that they're positioning Mike Pence because we we talked mm-hmm. how Mike Pence has been overseas, Rex Tillerson has been overseas, General Mattis has been overseas. These big hitters who are positioning themselves to run this government. Mike Pence is positioning himself to be president of the United States. Whether it that be, doesn't make me feel any better. I'm saying, no, I'm no, saying no, in the I, sense of right. I, I would trust Mike Pence running the country. Well, he's a traditional politician. Poli- you yes. know how to work then, that playbook. Then uh, safer. I would right. feel safer with right. Mike Pence. Right. If he made a comment about Sweden, it would be because of something. Because of something. Right. Yes. He's, he's a traditional read. politician. Yeah. If I don't agree the with him. He, the fact that he has to do an apology tour for the existing mm-hmm. – the administration that he represents where he has to go around the globe and be like, sorry, guys, that's not what he meant. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. not what he meant. This is stuff that Obama did about a president 
who actually had like who was gone mm-hmm. and he's making up for it. This is stuff that's happening right now that Mike Pence is having to backtrack on. Look, whenever it would be between now and 2024, Mike Pence is very focused on Or being you mean 2020? Let's not go whenever it would be. No, you got to yeah, you got to play the long game, you know, you don't <laughs> No, I know, but you have you, to play to get to 21st and see what happens right, and see what happens but with I, Trump. But I'm too. saying whenever it is that he actually runs for president, he's not mm-hmm. going to run for president in 2020. Well, just, depending depending on what he might just be the president by Right, I was going to say it depends what happens in 20. It really does. Uh, That's so a long way off. What I did want to talk about from the press conference, which I suspected would take up the majority of the show, is uh, he talked about some of the accomplishments. And before he took questions from the press, which was the most entertaining part, mm-hmm. if you can call it that, <laughs> uh, I did find enjoyable. it entertaining, enjoyable, popcorn worthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so one of the things that he talked about, and I put this first for a reason because of someone here on the panel, uh, <laughs> withdrawn from the job-killing disaster known as the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That sounds like an accomplishment that's Except worth... Except it wasn't the job-killing part that was so offensive of the TPP, although that was not great either. There but was other more insidious parts of it that made the Bernie wing of... <laughs> Drexel's about to lose his freaking mind. He's about to dismantle a pen. It's just, I hope so that was an American-made pen. It, I don't know what it says. All right. Well, uh, but say, anyway, what I was going to say was trade deals have only accounted for a small fraction of the job manufacturing jobs going overseas. So every time that Republicans and the far left come out and say these are job-killing trade deals, they're just not. You're just not in the automation. You're just not a, a, a an automated service now. There are, there are robots and things that are doing your jobs, and that is what's taking it up. And if you want a high-paying job, you want a good job, get a high-tech job. That's what we should be focused on. That's what Democrats well, but should be we focused have, on. There could have been – I mean, imagine that you worked in – I don't know. You were a coal miner for like 20 years, and then all of a sudden you're expected to be like a social media manager. I mean, come on. We've got to have some heart for these people. So it should either take longer for companies to be able to ship but out jobs, or they should give golden parachutes to some of these low-level the, workers. That was, that was never well, – and I don't want to bring up Hillary Clinton, but that was never the Clinton or the Sanders plan or the Democrats' plan into helping coal country, which that's was – That's not true. Because was, some of the some of the some what's been proposed on the left is to make it harder for con- companies to leave – and still get protections from the United States. So companies leave, and they, they do this thing where they re, they uh, purchase a small company abroad, right. and then they switch to that other company's national. But they still use but, the U.S. laws to protect their IP and mm-hmm. to uh, take cases to court, and we allow them to do that. We should, st- And it's been suggested that we stop allowing these companies to get the benefits of citizenship of the United States right. when they're not actually. What I'm, what I'm, 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 I'm more talking about the gold parachute piece of it, which right. is we should be able to, as Hillary Clinton proposed, be able to say, you get to keep your job right now, but we are going to to get you to the point, we we will pay for your training, so that you can have those high tech. By jobs. we, do you mean the company or the government? Probably the government at this point. I, no, I want the companies to pay. Yes, for it. but I mean, you tax the companies; they're essentially paying for okay, it. Okay, fine. You know, but so, yeah, you give people I don't know a four year grace period to either. Yeah, there's a transition period. School. Right. Yes, we want a transition period, but you're we're and not. In that we're time, not, you need money to cover your mortgage and food, and so here's some decent. The, re- the Republican talking point was: we the Democrats will take your job, and then you won't have it the next day. That's the way that it was framed. Which was not true. You have to wane people off. It's like it's like an addiction. You you can't just go cold turkey and expect people to 
react in the way that you need them to react, yeah, you've got to win. But we allowed these corporations that. to just do what was best for their bottom line, ship out as quickly as they wanted to, and then leave these workers high and dry. Right. That's what well, Bernie talked about. Right. I was going to say there are some and companies. What Trump talked about. Some of the companies have. A, kind of a blend of what you're saying a lot of the factory jobs like there was a big article in the LA Times this past Sunday about the factory jobs and you know some of the factory workers that were laid off in Ohio were given small relatively small payments 140 grand or 100 grand to you know be bought out and then these factory jobs would then go to Mexico and they'd be paid a dollar an hour and things like that and Yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, coal is a dying industry, and it's a 19th century technology, and it is going away. And we should be doing something to be able they to help those people train move. them in great energy. Well, that's Not what I'm saying. Clean we, coal, clean no, energy. But we should, and that is a thing. And like you're saying, there is a way of being able to do that. But it is dying. It is going away, and we can't just die. pretend. Yes, but we shouldn't pretend it's going to go on. And, and what the Republicans are doing is the opposite, and giving saying these we're people bring those jobs false back. hope right. and yeah. saying we're going to keep these jobs. Is, or we're going to. That's and, really, and, and that's that's really the sad. Opposite. Right. And we should be preparing these people for the next stage because we are going to have to get them and, off. And of that there. is, and that and when is, you do that, we and we talk about it a lot. What Democrats can do that is a talking point that Democrats can do better on, right? Which is talk to people. Yeah, except a, you know what they would have to do is that they would have to rebuke the corporations and say. You're going to have to pay for some of this transition time that workers need. They're going to have to take the side of the workers over the corporations. And, and Democrats how, how have do they slowly... do that, though? No. How no. do you have a company pay for their training when that company is now going away from what they were doing with coal, you tax for them instance? And put into a fund that you tax them, or you take <laughs> away the benefits away. they have of using the United States. Sure. Okay, the, all these companies have intellectual property, and it's registered here. You go abroad and your IP is out there for any new company to take. Your company is going to be worthless. So maybe you should stay here and pay the workers 15 bucks an hour. So we're going to give Trump half credit on TPP. But uh, (laughs) Storage Yard Resident says, I'm actually agreeing with Chelsea about jobs. I felt like that was a very important comment to read. See, you guys are finding some more common ground, which is (laughs) great. Of course they are birds of a feather. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on from that, Drexel. Uh, So we'll go through some more of uh, Trump's accomplishments hiring freeze on non-essential federal workers i'm fine with that i think there's that's too many an people optics in the thing that's sure. silly but silly, 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 just taking it at face happen. value i'm just gonna say we know that's there's not way really too true. many government workers let's have less uh it's temporary moratorium on new federal regulations for each new regulation two must be eliminated I, no that can't possibly be I true wanna, but i love the sound of it yes again, i just want to i just want to jump in on the on the on the hiring freeze sure happened because what people don't understand, I'm a military kid. What people don't understand is that when you do a hiring freeze across the board, a federal hiring freeze, that affects military families right. across the country and across the globe who have uh, GC, or, or GS workers who can't get hired to take over classrooms, to take over their pre-K. I know right now um, I was reading something uh, earlier today where in, in Germany – They've had to cut some of the pre-K programs because they cannot hire pre-K teachers to fill those jobs because there's a hiring freeze right now. So I think that, that Donald Trump needs to now expand that because he came out and said it won't affect the military. So if it doesn't affect the military, it needs to now expand it to military families. No, so right, that makes perfect yes. sense. I agree with that. I think it should be a hiring freeze on jobs in Washington, D.C. Well, because no, what we were talking about and a couple weeks ago on the show about the VA and then how they made those exemptions. VA, yes. But then they made those exemptions. Oh, there's no hiring freeze on the VA. And it went through every single job basically on there, you know, from, from food service to... Coming. 
You know, all I, that. I know and that I'm going to love some of these. You're, you're going to like some but, of these. But, but, but that, I, Scott I, but, no, point, but I was yeah. going to say that was all for visual and for show because sure. already they have cut uh, federal hiring as it is, um, and and those are necessary jobs, and they're forgetting about the people that do necessary jobs out in the, the communities that voted for Trump. Well, Chelsea will love this one. Uh, the, the Trump administration. One? No, tr- the Trump mm-hmm. administration. I was being sarcastic. The Trump administration created <laughs> a task one? force. For reducing crime in America, he referred to the horrendous situation. Take a look at Chicago and others. That's Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, take a look at Chicago and others taking place in our inner city. So there's a I'm task not force. I'm that because what if the task force says, you know what we got to do? We got to call off this war on drugs. That's what's going right. to end this. Well, I'd Wouldn't well, that be amazing that. if they actually that, came to that? That refers they to would. what I referenced earlier. Hey, Task that, Force, go watch 13th documentary yes, by just, Ava DuVernay. Just, just watched that just, last so, weekend, uh, finally. Yeah, good stuff. Yes, it was great. But uh, not with the Jeff Sessions and uh, leading the DOJ. You know, it's those type of things where I'm like, I, I just don't envision that they're going to get rid of the war on drugs. Well, but this is part of... What President Trump I said is that. that they're they're working on destroying criminal cartels coming into the United States with drugs. Yeah, this is so what make I referenced it all earlier. Legal. Make it We're legal. a drug exactly. infested nation. Make drugs legal again. Well, they're yeah. already cheaper than candy bars, make drugs according great to the again. president. <laughs> now that's funny. See, now, those should be hats. Make yeah. drugs great again. Uh, the mo- well, no one's going to like this in this room. Most substantial border security measures in a generation. They're beginning to build the wall that he promised on the southern border. Mm-hmm. By the way, he says, the price will come down like everything else I've negotiated for the Oh, government. my God. So, uh, who wants to start on that, Scott? <laughs> I mean, can we? do we even have to no, I mean, humor to, this I, no, it's, it's, ridiculous It is ridiculous. Line. And uh, we already know. There's going to be a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it. And if we ignore it. You know, that's going to be fake Let's news. Let's move on. Can we I, move I'd like on to, to wait the, and see that it actually He was really happens. excited about the, uh, the lobbying thing. I've got eight he... pages before we get there. But oh. no, if you know what it is, you can jump in with it. But uh, I, I put these in an order. I so. mean, he did. He he, he said he tried. What is it? It's like a five-year Yes, the revolving door. Yes. The, so to drain the swamp of corruption, I've started by imposing a five-year lobbying ban for White House officials and here's a great part of this. A lifetime ban on lobbying for a foreign government. Great. Yeah. If you work in the White House, you don't get to lobby Ex- for okay, a foreign so government. And I don't know. Maybe there is a law like that already, and he's just taking credit for it. But well, it sounds one, like a great but law. But it was Obama like one year. Yeah. 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 But he, so this is one of those things that it sounds so right. great, it sounds except so great. when you know better, then mm-hmm. you're like, freak, I can't be that excited about it. And mm-hmm. here's the thing that's happened is that lobbyists has just have just stopped registering as lobbyists. Exactly. And they don't need to register as lobbyists to be as effective as a lobbyist is. They could just be consultants. Right, it's unofficial. So, so it's, it's it Just looks like so how Drexel's a consultant yeah. on the Trump report. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not on the panel, he's, he's a, consultant. a consultant. He comes and goes. He wants to do, like Van Jones. He wants to talk about Sherlock one night, he'll go do that. Yeah. Good, white, good fight one night? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but back to your point, Chelsea. No, no, that, that was just one of the, my favorite points about this sounds yeah. so great but the only problem is I have too much information. Yeah, and, and but you're absolutely right and that's the thing is that it goes around you can go around <sighs> to that and people are still doing that and, and and it sounds great but then look at all the people that he has and, now hired right now, in his who ne- you don't even need lobbyists because you can go straight yeah. to somebody's um 
Town campaign um, contribution and yep. just give them all that you want. Right. Who needs a lobbyist? You, exactly. you, you two could be Secretary of Education you if you pay enough. Well, the uh, Washington so the Post thing. pointed out earlier today that uh, President Trump is putting together what will be the wealthiest administration in American history. I don't know about you, but that sounds like draining the swamp to me. I, I don't know. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> you put the wealthiest people in the White House. Clearly, there's no special interests in there. I, I don't no, know. No, what no, no, the half a dozen Goldman Sachs. Yeah, that people, he, I can't understand uh, how people don't notice that and don't say anything. Or maybe let's ask um, our go-to conservative storage yard? storage yard resident. Does it does it make you think? Hmm, maybe he's not draining the swamp if we've got half a dozen former Goldman Sachs people in the cabinet. Especially when he ran against Hillary right when Clinton he ran against saying, Hillary and calling to, you know Ted Cruz, lying Ted Cruz with his connections to Goldman his Sachs. Wife. And now, yeah, okay. now all of a sudden he hires Goldman Sachs people. I, I want to ask this question is about the, the treasury. The treasury yes. is yeah. run by Goldman Sachs. It's, did I you don't see know, all those Goldman Sachs people behind them when they were cutting the the the, the regulations on corp, like, oh my corporate? Like I was like, what is hey happening? Guys, yeah. if, if you're listening to this and you have not yet seen The Big Short, yes, do yourself a favor. Um, I, yes. I just yes, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask about um, uh, the um, Scott Posner. Posner? Andy Puzner. Andy Puzner, yeah. Oh, Andy Puzner. What yeah. a waste. Of, I mean, not that he was, a, obviously he doesn't need to be, so he didn't need to be Secretary of Labor. But no. what a waste of a fight that was when, when like, out of all the cabinet appointees, like Betsy DeVos is terrible. Right. Like, like that was the That's one that the did one. that fail. I know. And I'm That's like, here's thing. why. I know. Because he'd been here's on why, because of the Oprah thing. Right, been on Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. The Oprah thing, right. And because he'd hired an undocumented right. worker. But and we have read so, something about, ever, like, worse things about I know, everybody else. I know, like Tom else. Price with his, his stock purchases and, 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 and Scott Pruitt with all of his uh, issues with EPA suing them 14 times and obviously Somebody Betsy DeVos and himself. her stuff. I know, right? And, you know, out of all the people, And Ben Carson not knowing how to run a thing or... And Jeff Sessions Jeff not Sessions being able to get a federal uh, judgeship in the 80s. Somehow that's okay There's now. a comment in the chat that I think that uh, some of us can agree with. Nahum Dyer says, money sucks. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, not, I, like, you know, not, not if anybody wants to give gonna, it to me. But money in politics, right. definitely. There, there, you yeah. go. there you go. But money, money I'm a fan of. Yes. I just don't I have enough of money yeah. in my pocket. Yeah. I mean, it's so. funny because, you know, my day job is to run a nonprofit that teaches financial literacy. And yes. part of what I do is teach people to have a healthy relationship with money and see past the myths like money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then here, you know, my night job is to talk, talk crap about, about money in money. politics. <laughs> You're like, so, money's the root of all evil. In politics. In politics, in politics it is. Right. So I, I realize that we got to be really careful with mm-hmm. that language because we don't want people to have a bad relationship with money. No. But so, we want to get big money out of politics. As always, Absolutely. we're about to run out of time. But I wanted to ask specifically Chelsea about a comment that Trump made when he was talking about his accomplishments. He uh, He kept his promise to the American people by nominating a Supreme Court justice. And he says, from my personal list of 20... Which should make Judge Gorsuch feel great that he's like, you know, 19 other, (laughs) I was going to say men or women, but let's be honest, 19 other men were on that list. And uh, he'll get there one way or the other, but he should get there the old fashioned way. What what exactly is he referring to when he says one way or the other? Well, because he's assuming that Democrats are going to put up a fight. Right. And, uh, but one way or the other, you know, either the nuclear option or without, Mm -hmm. he's going to get there. Okay. Well, he had already asked Mitch McConnell to use the nuclear nuclear option. option. So that's the one way or the other. He had already said it, which is is dangerous because then it reverses back to when Democrats have power, and then they would be wanting to use the same thing if Republicans are going to be difficult. And that's not the way the Senate 
originally was built on was the more collegial, the more you know thinking body, as opposed to the House, which is more raucous and and by the numbers and who gets the most votes. The Senate's supposed to be a better deliberator than that, and I think Mitch McConnell hopefully will be wise enough not to. Chelsea, do you want to read to the comment that made you roll your eyes from Stuart Jared Resident in the chat? The Goldman Sachs people are there to keep Goldman Sachs policies out of the government. Oh, no! No, but what's the last <laughs> part of the statement? <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones! No! Want to say the name. No. no, that's all no. right. Wait, Wait hold on. on a sec. No. Now, storage yard resident, do you believe that? Please tell me you're joking. Wait, wait, please. Wait, I was, well, no, we can't wait because it Hold takes a while. We'll, we'll back to it. Yeah, I, I just want to point seconds. out because there's other, there's other news that's happening this weekend. The Democrats get to pick their new chairman this weekend. Yes. Um, Very excited. I, I personally. You said a, news. I didn't know you meant snooze. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of that. It just came out. Uh, yeah, I personally am a Pete Buttigieg Yes, you are. And uh, I, th- because I feel in my heart of hearts that I do not want another Bernie Hillary fight, and the only way to do that is to pick something that neither of them would have chosen. I feel like we need to have a bet here. Uh-oh. Ooh. A friendly wager. I, I, you know, I'm feeling like Keith Ellison is mm-hmm. the underdog. Yeah. But I'm going to hold on to a little bit of hope. Well, so, Ray Buckley, Ray Buckley he's, endorsed, he's and, uh, but, dropped out and endorsed but. Keith Ellison. So anybody that would have normally probably would have voted for uh, Ray Buckley is mm-hmm. probably going to swing to Keith Ellison. Um, but Pete Buttigieg is an underdog. Tom Perez, I wouldn't even count in the race at, as much as he thinks he is. No. Um, and uh, Jamie I, Harrison. I don't want is, Tom Perez. Actually, I, 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 really, I don't want. I, I like. I've said it before. I like them all. I like I Tom Perez. I like Keith Ellison. I, I like him, but, but I, don't think he's the right I think for the for what the Democrats are in right now, mm-hmm. this because then it becomes oh this this now become Democrats will say oh well Bernie Sanders was talking about this whole time it becomes the Bernie Sanders Democratic Party, which it, which it should not be that it should not be somebody <laughs> who's the should, guy on the couch and who invited him? it should <laughs> it should it should not he be a, himself it should, but but just just as Republicans said it would not it should not be a Don, it should not be the Donald Trump party it should not be the Barack Obama party it should not be the Hillary Clinton party it should not be one person's party and. I think that right Fine, now... Fine, it's the Bernie slash Elizabeth Warren party. It's not even the Elizabeth Warren party, because you don't even say Elizabeth Warren's Well, I, I was going to say, I do think it is part of the, the party that the president does sort of represent that party. So like it or not, the Republicans are, are tied to Donald Trump. Yeah, and likewise, persisted. the Democratic Party <laughs> was tied to Barack Obama, because they basically are the de facto right. head of the party if that's when they're the case, president. If that's the case, the, the Democratic the party right now is Kamala Harris's party. Because she you is know, the popular Democrat. You guys right threw now. a lot of names around when you were talking about whatever's happening this weekend. And it made me feel <laughs> like right before the Kentucky Derby, they mentioned all the, <laughs> all horses. the horse names. <laughs> and, you know, the rest of us, we just care about, you know, maybe we're going to see a triple no, crown winner. I, I, like, you know, is, but that's huge. This is huge. But it's important for the party to, for the midterms and who's, how we're yeah, going to be shaping the races for 18. I want people to get sucked into politics the way people get sucked into like a soap opera. <laughs> or that or the when, when yeah. they're like home sick for a few days you know you like Marianne Williamson says this like you know when you stay home because you're sick and you watch TV and you're like what are these ridiculous people yeah. and by the third day you're like oh, she's pregnant with his baby and you like <laughs> yep. it all clicks and you Kitty. know who all these people are and, and that's what how politics should be you should know who the players are and um, you know, well, Katie if, Kirk if, was on Pod you know, Saves America. Yes, yes. finding out finding out who's going to be the head of the DNC is it's sort of so... like finding out who the the new manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates is going to be. It's going to be a few years. They're all right. They've got some pieces to work with, but they're not really going to get anything accomplished. It won't be Debbie Washington Schultz. Everybody can worry about that. Anyway, but I think the only good thing about Trump is that he 
is bringing the interest of politics, I think, back there for people on both that's sides. What Katie, so, that's what Katie right, Because so, you're getting people that are so angry and, I, I, and to, focused. To, to tie it all together, because we do have to go. Thank you, President Trump, for getting everyone interested in politics. <laughs> but in any case, uh, we do have to go. We'll be back next but Tuesday no. at seven Pacific, ten Eastern. Uh, make sure that you uh, follow us at Trump Report ABTV. And uh, for our guest on the couch, Drexel Heard at Drexel Heard, you can see him on Political Culture next week. Tuesdays at six Pacific. Scott Moore at S Man Annie, Chelsea Galicia, Chelsea Galicia. Can I Christian. do a shameless plug too? Please. Justice is served on Black Hollywood Live. Which I just had Dominique on. She was great. Yeah. yeah I love her. Five o'clock Wednesdays. Five o'clock Wednesdays. Ooh. And uh, we will see everybody next Tuesday. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.